0: Hello, and welcome back to the Brunch Files, where we serve up bottomless brunch worthy topics about life in your 30s. We're your hosts, Rachel and Tegan, and today we have a very special guest. We have Naomi Challenger, who owns and runs Blush of Beauty in the Yarra Valley, where she offers a wide range of treatments but has a real love for all things skin and lashes. Yeah, thank you so much for being
1: here today. Thank this is you your first me. like podcast experience. So. It-
2: Yes. It is. <laughs> How
1: are you feeling
0: before we start? I'm so nervous. Yes. We spoke about this, so we say we even we get nervous every time. But we always have to remind ourselves we you know we never have to publish it. We can also always pause, delete, rewind. So it's always good to remember that. Um, but again, thank you. As a mum of two little girls, uh, you own blusher. Uh, you balance a lot. Do you want to tell us a little bit about um, you and your family to start us off?
2: Yeah, so um I've got Blush of Beauty in Chernside Park and I've got two little girls, Bonnie and Maeve. Um Bonnie is turning three in January and Maeve will be one in December, which is wild. Is <laughs> it
0: probably <birthday> near Christmas? <laughs> is it Yeah, fifteenth of December oh, well, so challenge?
2: <laughs> I I said we've had
1: babies that really bad. Yeah. Bad times of year like, well, like, December's like one of the busiest times just generally. Mm-hmm. But then also in the beauty industry I so feel yes, like everyone's yeah, it's rushing flat to flat get that. You've got done. the Christmas
2: rush mm-hmm. with all of your clients. Everyone wants
1: their facials pre Christmas. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. And um then throw in birthdays. I'm on the fifth of Jan, so oh, it's like ding ding dung. Wait, so when's Bonnie? She's the seventeenth of Jan. Oh, so um, yeah. So it's yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of birthday wave. <laughs> and Christmas in the middle. <laughs> and Christmas. Um. So, yeah, so they keep me very busy. The salon keeps me very busy. Mm-hmm. Um. My husband's got a business of his own as oh, well. Wow. So we're constantly trying to juggle both businesses mm-hmm. and the girls. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, so like, I, we, we do enjoy – I like being busy, I yeah. must say. I would be bored if yep. I wasn't. Yeah. So – um sometimes I might complain about it but I do love it yeah Yeah.
1: I couldn't imagine both running businesses and raising two Yeah, Lockie's is is relatively
2: new like Mm. he
0: started earlier in the year so yeah yeah did you have to teach him a little bit about you know uh, running the books and things like that have you Uh, mentored him or has he got it under control he's
2: picked it up pretty quickly um I've sort of showed him how to do reels. Not yep. that I'm very good at reels, <laughs> a bit of social media, um, a bit of social media. I'm like Lachlan, you've got to get on social media. Like that's where it's at these mm-hmm. days. Mm.
0: Um, but yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how did you how did you get into beauty? What drew you to this industry?
2: Oh, I think like from a very young age, I was drawn to it. My mum is a hairdresser. Uh, and she's always done hair for herself. So I've grown up with having clients, you know, in our house Mm. um, and, you know, salon environments. So, yeah, just watching my mum and I guess seeing that confidence that she can give to people by doing their hair, um, I was like, oh, I really want to do something like that. Mm. So um, beauty was really appealing to me because I love – that relaxation side Mm. of the beauty industry and the wide range in treatments that there are. Um, So, yeah, I just – yeah, I've always sort of wanted to do it, I guess. And how
1: do you get into it? Because with hairdressing, it's sort of like a traditional apprenticeship. It's kind of a bit different for beauty.
2: Yeah, so beauty, I did a diploma at Box Hill Tafe and that was a year full-time. Uh, But a lot of, you know, beauty therapists, they just do certificates Mm -hmm. um, and there's more and more education coming out. Like a lot of, um, you know, beauty therapists, salon owners are releasing their own education course. So there's education everywhere really. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I did my diploma. Um, I think that's the best way to go about it just because I think it gives you the most – yeah, information. But mm-hmm. yeah. You do actually
1: have to be really careful because you're treating people's like skin yeah. and their bodies and yeah. things, and it can be actually de- yeah. like it can go wrong.
2: Yeah, I look. I I love that there's so much education available these days, um, but I think also it can be a little bit of a worry because sometimes I think some people are providing. The education and training people when maybe they shouldn't. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um. So I think yeah, that would be my advice to anyone studying or wanting to get into it is just making sure that you're, you know,
0: you're getting reliable education, mm-hmm. like good education. Yeah. 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 And did you start out working in a salon straight away, or what was your first job in the industry after completing um, your diploma?
2: Yeah, I started at Indota Day Spa, and that was a really good um space Mm. to to start um so yeah that's where I think I really got a lot of my love for massage and facials Mm -hmm. um and yeah and then from there I did a little bit of salon work that was more sort of you know waxing and tanning and things and then I went back to a day spa Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely which do you prefer oh Oh. like I just love variety so Mm, um I definitely love skin. Mm-hmm. I love lashes. Mm-hmm. If I've got variety in a day, I'm I'm happy. If yeah, I've yeah. got like one thing, so by the end <laughs> of the another, day, I'm another. like, yeah. oh my goodness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if I've got a mix, like
0: yeah. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. And as a um, as a frequent customer of yours, Naomi, yes, I can see. I just swear that we'll put the socials obviously um, uh, in our show notes and and check our Instagram when this goes live. Uh, but you just create the most relaxing, sort of uh, welcoming, holistic space, and I just love the massage that you inject also into all of your facials and all of your treatments. There's that beautiful relaxation element, and I'm just yeah. addicted. I Aww, I visit Ami all the time, you. and highly recommend. But yeah, <laughs> thank you just you. Do, it's almost like a day spa environment.
2: Yeah, and that's what I I wanted like. I just – I wanted to create where people sort of, you know, enter the salon and they just instantly feel relaxed and welcomed and, yeah, just all about a kind and caring mm. environment that, you know, yeah, that, that's what I wanted.
1: So yeah. how did you make that jump from sort of working in a salon to now, owning and running your own? What was um, that sort of journey like? Yeah,
2: look, I, I never actually saw myself with a whole salon – um, I began renting rooms in other people's salons and I did that for about four years. Um, and that was because a day spa that I was working at was closing down. So I saw that as a perfect opportunity to be like, okay, well, if I'm going to go and do this for myself, like there's clients that are, are ready, they're ready to follow me cause they need yeah. somewhere to go. Um, so yeah, I just took that leap of faith and um started renting rooms and yeah the last place that I was working from the day that I found out that they were having a change in um owners um I went home and I think I was a little bit sort of nervous because I was like okay well am I going to be able to keep my Mm. beauty room like I Mm. don't know what their plans are now and I was telling that to locking my husband and um yeah the salon that I'm now working from and own um popped up on Facebook mm-hmm. and I joked and I said yeah. oh well, there's a salon in Chansai Park and he was like well let's go look at it and I was like really and it all just kind of happened and yeah we did a crazy renovation in three weeks oh my goodness wow. um, such a
0: beautiful space like did you do yeah, most of that fit out we, we
2: did um I'm very lucky that Lockie is very very handy Um, and my dad helped out a lot as well. Um, but we literally didn't have a vision or anything because it just sort of all happened so quickly. It was just what we could do with the money that we had um, and what we could do in the time because I had girls that were wanting to come on board renting space from my salon. Yep. Everyone had been booking clients, so we had a date you and had we had ready. to get it done. Wow. So, yeah, the salon looks beautiful. Like you probably wouldn't know that it was a really slap together yeah. um, <laughs> job, <laughs> but
0: it was. <laughs> yes, three weeks is incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's so, insane.
2: Yeah. I'll, and so I then you st- do it again.
1: <laughs> 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 and so, do you still have people who rent rooms from you now, or yeah. do you sort of yeah, have the whole space? So,
2: I've got um, one staff member, Faye, and then there's a nail tech, a hairdresser, cosmetic nurses, and we have a lady that does reiki. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so they're all really lovely. I'm lucky that I've got such a, a great group of women that working from
0: from my salon it'd be a big step I guess to uh you know it's your salon to Mm. take that step and then um allow other people into that space because even though they have their individual brands and businesses it's still under your umbrella I suppose and coming into your space that would be yeah how do you kind of go about vet not vetting people (gasps) I think like
2: I make it very clear on like you know what I want what my vision is of the salon or how I want the feel to be, mm. um, and just see if they align. Yeah. I think I definitely suss people out a fair bit before I let them in. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. You want to. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like uh, I think, yeah, I just everyone, I just want everyone to
0: be kind and mm-hmm. I'm lucky that everyone is. Yeah. So, Amazing. yeah. What are uh, some of the biggest challenges you've faced or I guess continue to face um I suppose from the business angle or owning a yeah. business, is there what are some of the hardest things about owning and running your own business? Um <sighs> I think, like
2: to me, all of the treatment stuff is is easy. Mm. Seeing the clients is really easy. Um, it is the business side that is that can be hard. Mm. Um, so social media, I find, <laughs> it can be, like, be quite needles. stressful. Like, <laughs> yeah. and just finding the time to do it. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of pressure, like when you have a business that oh, you need to be posting. You need to mm. be posting. Um, so that
0: that's hard. Mm. And I feel um, like um, social media itself. Uh, particularly Instagram puts that pressure on you because if you're not posting at least once a day, I find um, engagement and viewership yeah. really can drop. And they say you should be posting two reels a day to grow your yeah. business, and it's just it's you're a lot of. That's like so a lot of time consuming. and effort. It yeah. is, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I and then you feel put it like up and then it doesn't even
1: do that work. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I spent like an hour on that.
2: <laughs> I know it's just it's hard. I guess when I'm at the salon, like because I do have my little girls, I don't know. I, I don't work full time anymore, mm. so. The time that I do spend at the salon, I'm usually booked and busy. Mm. So I just don't have the time to be doing all that Mm -hmm. content creation. Yeah. Yeah. But so I guess there's that. Um, And I guess with having children now, uh, just the juggle Mm. between the two Mm. can be tricky. Yeah, How do you Um, balance it? I don't know. <laughs> or do, you, do you do you balance it? <laughs> I don't really know. I think I'm still trying to find the right balance. Mm. But I guess like just not feeling guilty when you're at work, uh-huh. or then you know when you're at home, sort of you know thinking of all the things that you've got to get done at work. So I feel sometimes I can't be one hundred percent present within my mm. business or 100% present with my girls mm-hmm. so that yeah that is a struggle that I have
1: it's a struggle that probably every parent I has think has so. that's trying to work yeah. and parent yep. and yep. everything because it's yeah.
0: yeah I have a friend who yeah, owns a business has two young girls and she sort of said you feel guilty when you're not at work Because Mm -hmm. there's that expectation from staff and customers and things like that that if you're not there all the time, and then she's like, I feel guilty when I'm not with my girls because I'm not mothering, I'm not being, you know, a full time mum, and it's and you can't win. And I think there's a lot of pressure, yeah, uh, from like I guess societal pressure, but from Mm. both on both sides of that spectrum. If you're Mm -hmm, not spending enough time with your kids, or you're not spending enough time with your business, you can't win. And I feel like everyone says, oh, run your own business because then
1: you can have like ultimate flexibility and you can choose your Mm. own hours and all that sort of stuff. But there's also the idea that even when there's you a know, lot of clothes that goes on behind the, on the, the door. You've got so much <laughs> yeah. stuff. It
2: never stops. So yeah. it, it really yeah. doesn't. Um, I think I've tried to make it flow as well as I can. Like having a staff member really helps, and I yeah. set her up with not only just treating clients but cleaning. And you know, she right. makes some you know Instagram posts and everything. Mm. So that that's really helpful. Um, and things like I guess online bookings. Mm. So that's taking out that back and forth that you know I used to have yeah. like phone calls and texting mm. um it's convenient. and I love that feature yeah, like the jump online and book is the yeah, best yeah as I yeah. Find. yeah and I think as a salon now like I think it's just something that you need to have mm. um because clients love it too mm-hmm. and I love it because yeah <laughs> it saves time
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so and really good I guess uh Delegation on your part to have set Faye up doing those other bits and pieces, yeah. and actually allowing that to happen because I feel like it might be easy to hold on to a lot of that mm. when it's your business. Mm. And I suppose having someone to trust that you trust to do that must yeah. go a long way. To, you know, yep. to do social media or to do, and not everything has to get run by you because you don't always have time to do that. So that's yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Been a big step. It was hard
2: at the start, but Faye's amazing, mm-hmm. so I put all my trust
0: in her. <laughs> yes,
2: and I'm like, whatever you can do. Do it. Do it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away. That's so good. So, what's
1: like the best thing about having your own business?
2: Um, I guess like there is that the flexibility side. Mm. <laughs> um, business never stops, but it really does work well. I guess with having my girls now, sort of being able to choose their hours that I'm treating clients and mm. and things like that. So. I can work it in that I go in when Lockie gets home. Um yeah. so yeah, it's that that's really works well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can kind of do that juggle. Yeah. yeah. It helps with the juggle. Yeah. And what's yeah. your sort of like vision for Blush Review to think about like 3 years time, 5 years time, 10 years time. Do you have like a goal or something that you <sighs> want to achieve with it or are you just sort of
2: I'm happy. I think I'm happy where I'm at at mm. the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I think just as I said, I think I'm still trying to find the balance. Mm. So I think for me it would just be achieving the balance. Yeah. If yep. that is such a thing. If that, yep. <laughs> <be> achieved, <laughs> yes. if that can be achieved, then that that would be my goal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Have you, yep. um, I guess, you know, a challenge everyone's <laughs> experiencing at the moment, increased cost of living, increased electricity, gas, rent. How has that been for you over the last year or so running a business? Because obviously all your costs go up. But yeah. you can't be constantly jacking up prices for clients. Mm, like how yeah. do you kind of how's that been? It
2: look I haven't found I think I'm lucky. I haven't noticed clients dropping off. That's really mm. good. Um speaks but I to do your, your <laughs> speaks
0: to your the business, I suppose that, that <laughs> yeah, loyalty. Exactly. Is that really it's, luck? It's obviously yep.
1: that you provide an amazing service and yeah, people want to. Yeah, I think
2: it's all about like it's not just you know, it's about the experience. It's not just the service, but it's the, it's the whole package. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think providing that might make it a bit harder for people <laughs> to want to like, take yes. it away. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> totally. Um, but I've definitely had those discussions with, with clients because obviously people are feeling the pinch. Mm. Um and yeah, like the salon's expenses have gone up as well. Mm. Um, so really that just kind of eats into my profit. To your profit. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, like as as Rachel said, like I can't constantly keep putting mm. and I don't want to either. Like mm. I I still want people to be able to to treat themselves. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it's, but it's it's a hard time, a hard yeah, balance. It's, yeah. so it's one of those yeah.
0: luxuries, like I was talking to a florist yesterday too, like it's and actually it's someone that makes jewellery. It's just a conversation I sort of had a couple of times this week, but it's those things that um, – I suppose those luxuries or those extras mm-hmm. that a few years ago we might have thought a lot less about um, mm. indulging in or purchasing or, exp- yep. you know, paying yep. for that experience. And I just think people have had to really think about some of those extra little things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it might
2: be that people – are still coming but maybe they're just spacing their yeah their appointments out a bit so instead of having a facial once a month maybe they're coming once every two months or something so yeah yeah just spreading
1: it out Mm -hmm. and speaking of clients
0: Mm, we did want to ask you a little
1: bit about (laughs) client etiquette (laughs) and what you want like as a client what makes a good client what Mm -hmm. makes a not so a good client. <laughs> what are any horror stories from you or others that you may like to to share? Yeah.
2: Um, gosh, I think just what makes a good client is a client that shows up mm-hmm. and mm. a client that is on time. Mm. Um, I think a client that follows, um, you know, aftercare mm. advice because it's not just us trying to sell a product it's Mm. us wanting you to get the best results Mm -hmm. um so that would be everything in my good client box (laughs) you find
0: your clients are pretty good and like what do you do when I guess you get no shows and stuff because that's really tricky to navigate
2: (laughs) yeah um most of my clients are really good like I have had um times in the past where I've had like you know a week's gone by and I might've had quite a lot of no shows. So that mm. is really And people tricky. just ghost
1: you. They just don't show up and then they um, don't answer their phone and they just.
2: Sometimes. Yeah. And I usually find that it's new clients. I think yeah. once you have met someone and you build that relationship with yep. them, they will communicate, you know, if they're coming or not. Mm, I, I think it's to, more than new clients. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I have to confess. Cause I, I had an appointment with you once and I <laughs> totally, I don't know what happened, but I just, didn't I just totally blanked and you actually <laughs> called me like just wondering if you're still coming I'm like oh my goodness like, I'm, so, but I'm so I'm very I'm very
2: understanding like totally. I I get that things come up like we yeah. all get busy and we can forget um but what has helped me I guess with the whole new client and no shows mm-hmm. is taking the online um like deposits. deposits, yeah, mm. so I've got online bookings um, and it does take like 50%. So that, that really helps business-wise yeah. if otherwise- someone doesn't show
0: up otherwise like you would have to chase people up for like a mm. no-show fee and that's and awful. it's very awkward yeah. it's yeah.
2: very awkward and i'm not good at those awkward <laughs> situations <laughs> i'm really is. not and also
1: if someone <laughs> has to pay 50 up front it kind of probably you probably weed out some of these people who just want to mm. book and then cancel on the day because yeah. they yeah. have to make that investment yeah. and then they're more likely to go because they're like mm-hmm. i've already exactly. paid for
2: half of it I sort of sometimes I get a bit like bummed I'll sitting on the couch and I actually get a notification on my phone when someone goes to book but then they don't. So it kind of oh. gets to that deposit um, part and then it actually lets me know if they don't pay. Yeah. But then I've learned to just tell myself it's like, oh, it's okay, Naomi. They probably weren't serious about the Mm. appointment anyway did you (laughs) take it personally is
0: it kind of like oh they're not I did when I first
2: like got online bookings like I was really like oh my god they don't want to pay the deposit is this the right thing
0: yeah um
2: but now I love it and yeah, yeah I just see like if they're not prepared to pay 50% well they
0: probably weren't you know May not have shown up. Or, yeah. yeah. yeah, So do you get notifications every time someone books? So like when I go and book my three months ahead or whatever and I book yeah. my appointments, you get like, Rachel's book this, Rachel's book Yeah, this. I just get
2: email <laughs> after email after email. I like
0: to bulk book. So. But I
2: love that. I love the bulk bookers. <laughs> I love good. it.
0: <laughs> oh, man. They're my favourite. Oh, good. That's good to know. <laughs> um, Have you – do you have any sort of horror stories about, like, what like I don't know, what are the worst treatments and what are the worst things that can happen with the worst <laughs> treatments?
2: Oh, look, like I was doing Brazilian waxing, mm-hmm. um, but I did take it off. Like mm-hmm. I kind of thought, you know what, I've got a salon now. I'm only going to provide the things that I love and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm passionate about, yep. and I think – at waxing the end of the day, waxing vaginas <laughs> wasn't at the top of the list. I
0: don't think it be at the top of many um, people's list. No, yeah, <laughs> it's a you, very intimate treatment. I always yeah. feel a little bit awkward when I go and get them done. I mean, yeah, I I've never had one done because it freaks me out. Like it's so
2: fine, and like I really don't care about doing it, but I'm just, I just don't love it. You'd rather ben, give a facial. <laughs> I'd rather give a nice, relaxing facial. Yeah. Now,
0: <laughs> someone, someone told me once that they they gave waxes, and they said they had. Clients that would come in and, like, they hadn't wiped yeah. properly. Is dags. That oh, <laughs> no. so yeah, dags.
1: Yeah, there can People be, would actually do that. Like, don't you shower?
0: I don't know. You're to you <laughs> basic human decency and
1: cleanliness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One to wipe probably, but two to shower before you're going to have a wax. Like, would you yeah. not clean yourself? Especially
1: a Brazilian wax. Oh, man.
0: Yeah.
2: And you do, like, you leave the wipes. Most salons will leave wipes out mm-hmm. on the bed and everything for the client to use prior. Um, it, but I, I don't know. Like, it does. It it happens. It does happen. <laughs> I, do like,
0: you? am shocked. <laughs> do you not feel, What do you do? Like, when there's – what did you call them? Down um, <laughs> <laughs> I – look,
2: I don't know. Like, maybe some other beauty therapists might mention it, but it's I feel awkward. a bit awkward and I don't want to um, make the client awkward. Mm. So, obviously, wearing gloves mm-hmm. um, and, you know – Sanitizing the area before we begin, um, and I guess
0: it just gets caught in the wax, and you rip it off. <laughs> so, okay, oh. talking about being a good client, just like please have a shower before you go get <laughs> your next Brazilian yeah. wax. <laughs> oh yeah, goodness. that that would be great. That is why. But look, I
2: don't have to deal with that anymore. No, I've just thought, yeah. like, no, it's it's not yep. for me.
0: Any yeah. other, um, any other sort of, I don't know, common issues you deal with, or even not common, like things gone wrong, anything like that.
2: Um, I haven't have it, had it happen many times, but I like I do a lot of lash extensions. Mm. Um, most of my clients are really good at looking after their lashes and maintaining their lashes. Um, there has been times where people have come in. Um and they've burnt their eyelash extensions like with a cigarette lighter, <laughs> so it's like they've gone to obviously <laughs> light it up or whatever, oh and it the the flame has then yeah. um singed well, their
1: plastic, right? Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: it's a synthetic, so it has yeah. uh, singed. Oh my
1: gosh!
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what, what are you doing, lighting a cigarette? Like, oh gosh, that yeah. must be
1: mortifying though. You're like, what? Gosh, that like, it almost be painful. Like and
0: the smell, yeah. of here. <laughs> do you have yeah. to warn
1: people of that?
2: Yeah, and like it—it do, it really doesn't happen often, mm. but it's happened a couple of times. Oh oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. So um. Great. But yeah, they're more my like horror stories, really. Yeah. Oh wow. But I—I I don't really have nice. too bad of horror stories. Like yeah. I've heard more horror stories mm. from like other people.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. People are mostly. Yeah. Respectful and yeah. clean and good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Before we move on to the questions that we had um our listeners send in, you said earlier that, you know, the fact that you've got your own business now, you can kind of not do the things you don't enjoy mm-hmm. because it's yours and you can you make the rules. Mm-hmm. Um so what are your sort of like signature treatments or the things that you really love and that if people were coming to blush, like what would you recommend that they try out for the first time?
2: Yeah, look, I think the top thing that keeps me very busy is lash extensions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think because they are such a, you know, you've got to maintain them every two to three weeks. Mm. Um, but, yeah, other, other than that, I really do love skin. Um, I guess I, I like the science behind skin, mm. but for me I love the relaxation that a facial you know, can give to someone and I love giving that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, having the nice heated bed and the hot towels and essential towels. oils. <laughs> um, or I just love all those those things. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it, it would be lashes and and facials, mm-hmm. massage, yeah. They're the things that I love and am and passionate
0: about. Yeah. My, yeah. my top two that I Keep coming back for your different facial treatments and your relaxation massage. They're just an absolute like treat for me. it's like self care. (laughs) I book book, bulk, book them in.
2: But it's It's so good (laughs) because like we we need that. We need to have our things that Mm -hmm. we do Mm. for ourselves. Like I'm I'm big on that. So Mm. just having that time. Like if you find something that you love and doing Mm -hmm. it, I think it's really important. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. self care definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah, super important. So let's get into some questions from our listeners. Um, I think a lot of them are around skincare because mm-hmm. we all want to know how can we like yeah. take care of our faces? And they're all the hundreds
1: of dollars we're spending on yep. little 30 <laughs> mil bottles of serum worth
0: it. <laughs> 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 so, what are the, um, I guess, what are the worst mistakes people can make with their skin or their skincare? Are there any absolute do nots? Uh, I think like what comes to mind is.
2: I guess if you are, you know, going out and buying really expensive skincare because it mm. can be pricey. Mm. Um, if you're not wearing like an SPF oh, well, you're yeah. really just like, what's the point? Yeah.
0: Um. So that's that's a big one. Yeah. Um. We actually had a question: Is yeah. it really act, like, do we really need to put sunscreen on every single day, so even yeah. if it's not sunny outside? Yeah.
2: yeah. Because even if we can't see the sun, the sun the mm-hmm. sun is out. If mm-hmm. yeah, it,
0: it's really important for our skin. Does it matter if it's a chemical sunscreen or like a zinc based or like a physical sunscreen? Is there much of a difference, or is the important thing that you just um, have that coverage?
2: It's important to definitely use one or the other. I guess it's personal preference because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I struggle with the zinc based. I find them,
0: White
1: and, or sometimes yeah. they can yeah. kind of like I even find some sunscreens just like irritate my skin yes yeah, so the,
2: the chemical sunscreens are known like if you are if you do have a sensitive skin um mm. it can cause more sensitivity mm. um so if you do get that you're better off using a physical sunscreen because mm. that's made of um titanium dioxide and zinc oxide which is zinc is actually amazing on our skin anyway oh, it's yeah. really good with healing so if you're someone that gets like acne or anything yeah, yeah. zinc is really really good yeah,
1: i use like a niacinamide oh. and zinc serum from the ordinary i've used it yeah. for years it's so cheap but i swear by it yeah like all those little bumps and yeah everything i just find when i'm not using
0: it i really notice you notice yeah. yeah i
2: so for me like i love the physical mm-hmm. sunscreens mm-hmm. um any but favorite yeah.
0: brands or products for, this, for the sunscreen? I'm always um, up for a sunscreen recommendation. Yeah, definitely.
2: <laughs> I, in my salon, I use Synergy Skincare. Beautiful. And products. they have a really um, amazing SPF, which is their Uber Zinc. Oh, I've um, tried, I've
0: sampled that and I love it. And that when yeah. I use my current sunscreen, I'm going to come get some from you because yeah, it, it it's also really, smells nice. It's
2: really lovely and I feel like it's not too heavy. Like I definitely agree with you, Rachel. Like some of the um, physical sunscreens, like with your zinc and everything, Thing. Yeah. they can be white they can be heavy um mm. but it's just finding the one that it, that works it's for you right. but oh, i'm a, i'm a lover for the physical sunscreens because yeah. i think you get that added skin benefit mm. and i think with the word like chemical sunscreen it generally does contain mm. more chemicals
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting yeah. about the zinc that's i thought yeah. about that so,
1: and is it worth like the people out there who are like oh I, i've set spf in my moisturizer or spf in my foundation is that enough or is it you really should be using Uh, a dedicated SPF product just as part of your daily routine
2: yeah you probably should have like your you know a proper SPF on, on top, I, I think a lot in the makeup it, it isn't, it's not enough. Mm. Sometimes if you're using um, – you've got it in a moisturiser and then you're using a, say, like a mineral makeup that's got SPF in it as well where mm. you're sort of adding to that protection. Mm. Um, but, yeah, you want to make sure that you've got a good one mm. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's the biggest ageing factor. Mm. Like the Australian sun is is really harsh. Yeah. So, Even though we can't always see it, it's there. Yep. Yeah,
0: And my mistake is probably I don't always take it down my neck and like onto my décolletage yeah. and things like that. Mm. I'd be like, oh, face, and you forget about it. I mean, Zoe Foster-Blake is always like, your face ends at your boobs. She's yeah. always like her catchphrase. Yeah. And I was like, I need to remember this. Like with all my products, <laughs> taken down. But it's a large surface area and products are expensive. It is. I know. <laughs> More area to cover. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I guess I sometimes always put off like buying the SPF. I think I've definitely neglected it over the years. I definitely I do use it now, but it used mm. to be that cost factor because it kind mm. of felt like it did not like quite, Unquote nothing yeah and it was like that extra cost and you kind of yep. like but it kind of what you said what's the point in spending <laughs> yeah. all that money if
2: you're not going to protect your skin mm. from the sun what's the point in all the other products that you're yeah. using it's like you're better off eliminating one of those and adding reversing it the good because yeah. the mm. sun is coming along and
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I agree. and is it really the worst thing to sleep in your makeup? Is another question, and I have to say, I'm, I'm ne- I've never slept in makeup. I hate it. Yeah, always I always wash my face. I don't know how you can. I don't know how people do it, but I, I know think I used people to do it <laughs> when I was like
1: 18, or <laughs> yeah. you know, getting home late from being out at a club <laughs> yeah. at night or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or just doing a quick makeup wipe thing. Oh but
2: yeah, no, I don't yeah. hate them. <laughs> yeah, look, I I'm big on like going to bed clean. Yeah. Um, and double cleansing because mm. yep. one cleanse is not enough like you need to cleanse first to remove the makeup that's on your skin the second cleanse is really getting in there and cleaning your skin just mm-hmm. like you're meant to you know double shampoo yeah. with your hair um but I to it, say I'm it's guilty
0: of single shampooing and single cleansing oh, <laughs> double cleanse. yeah double yeah. cleanse double if double i'm wearing cleanse. makeup for sure i'll go like three times but if i've just not worn makeup i'm sometimes yeah. just like oh, yeah quick cleanse. look if you don't
2: have like makeup on one cleanse is okay. Mm. Um, But yeah, double cleanse is really good. But yeah, you want to be removing it before you go to bed. As we sleep, our skin goes into that healing and repairing mode. So if we're going to bed with a layer of makeup on our skin, our Mm. skin can't effectively do what it needs to do. Um, so it's quite important. Like if Mm. you were someone that was doing that every night, um, your skin might
1: be looking a bit sad. Yeah. Suffering. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we had a couple of questions around the order of products. So obviously I think people would know not to moisturise before you cleanse, for example, but (laughs) maybe around like, yeah, is it like serums, like there's so many different serums now with, you know, different vitamin C, AHA, moisturisers, retinol, retinol, (laughs) like all these things.
2: Um, I think the most easy way to go about it is just applying lightest to heaviest. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah obviously like your eye creams and your serums and then going in with like your moisturizer and then if you've got like an oil based product then putting that on your skin last mm-hmm. um cuz if you kind of think of it if you're putting oil on your skin first and then you're going to go and pop like a water based product over that it's Mm. not going to penetrate into the skin so if you want the most out of your skincare then yeah definitely thinking lightest to heaviest so it can Mm. all be absorbed
1: and thinking about a skincare routine how many products do you Actually, need like <laughs> yeah. if you because I minimum. feel like sometimes you, you can literally it can fall be down overwhelming. About, yeah, no, really I always can. look on adore beauty and I'm like, which ones? And you think, oh gosh, I need this, this, this. And you're like, how do I so put them all tips. together? <laughs> and then how do you know if one you're using third doesn't counteract with the one you're using seventh? I definitely do not. I think I use about three or four these days. Yeah,
2: I think like as long as you've got good products, like you can keep it simple. Yeah. Um, I think if you try to throw a whole heap of things at someone, they mm, freak out. Yeah. Um, but as long as you've got a good cleanser, moisturiser, SPF uh-huh. and sunscreen, like that's a great, um, you know, place to start. And then if you've got any skin concerns and you've, you know, discussed that with a skin therapist, then you can be, um, you know, they can recommend something that's more targeted to what you want.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I've been using the same products for quite a while now, and I will. I've got a beautiful gel cleanser that I use morning and night. I have a um, what do you call it? Exfoliant that I'll use like two or three times a week. Yep. Um, I've got a day serum, a night serum, an eye serum, a vitamin A, B, and C. Oh my gosh, Rachel! <laughs> <laughs> and a, head step definitely over here. <laughs> I know. And I have an SPF. And then I had a mask that I sometimes did. You know, I don't know whenever I felt like doing a mask. Um. But I was actually talking to Faye last time I was in um, Blusher and she was saying, uh, telling me about the importance of actually changing up
1: like um, I
0: guess brands or skincare or products yep. because your skin actually gets accustomed to things and I've yep. wondered this I've been using these same products for a while and I feel like my skin's been a little bit lackluster yep. despite all my products I'm trying to do all the <laughs> you know, all the things <laughs> Um, is that yeah what what can you tell us a bit about that in terms of changing it yeah up?
2: it's definitely good to change up your skincare like I would say every six months or so mm. or if you are just feeling like what you're doing like you're just feeling a bit dull it's good to mix things up mm. it kind of just gives your skin a bit of a kick because yep. it's something new that mm. you haven't used before yeah. um so yeah and then you can try new products that's good and would try. you
1: say you just add in sort of one new product at a time rather yeah than like, like i think in go
2: in slow like mm. just to see how it all sits with your skin um but yeah and it's also it's, you can
1: determine if What's because if you try like four new things and you suddenly break working. out, <laughs> yeah, or you don't know what, yeah, or you yeah. get a yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
2: just going slow.
0: Sheet yeah. masks, mm. the ones you get at Priceline uh, or like. Are they a waste of money and time? Are they actually not that good for your skin? Or even like a L'Oreal sheet mask. Is there anything good in that? Is there any point? Mm. <laughs> or are you better to spend a bit more? I think, and, I think I the think. groan says no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when you said L'Oreal, <laughs> I was like, mm. yeah, <laughs> Not providing I, <laughs> I think you're better off spending um a bit more yep. on a sheet mask. Yeah. There are some really harsh chemicals. Mm-hmm. Um, Like I... It's just so unregulated, like yeah. some of the, you know, the chemicals and things that they can put Ooh. into skincare. Um, so I think it's really, yeah, it's important that we do our research mm. and know what we're putting on our skin.
1: Yeah. Are there any, like, key ingredients that you should stay away from? Like I know with shampoo and conditioner, it's like nothing with silicon. Yeah. Stay away from silicon. Is there sort of an equivalent like, when it comes to skincare?
2: If you're looking like SLS, so that's like mm. – um. You know, it's gonna strip away all those natural oils from your skin. Um Does when you say it? like chemicals, <laughs> I know what they are, but I cannot pronounce <laughs> them. <laughs> <laughs> you can put a list of the shit. So, so I'm again. like I'm like, I'm not even gonna say it. <laughs> I know it's wrong. <laughs> I'll make a list and you girls can post it later. Okay. Um yeah, just basic things that I look out for um yeah. in skincare that yeah, I I wouldn't. Avoid. Yeah, and even in baby like I'm a mum. Um, so the one that I'm thinking of that I'm not going to attempt, it starts with a P. Um, mm. It's in – How do you spell it off? It's like <laughs> phenoxyphenol. Phenoxy- phenoxy- yep. okay. <laughs> that's wrong. Say it with confidence. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's wrong. But like they will put that in in baby wipes mm. and like baby washes and things like that. And like if you actually look up this chemical, it mm. says like, you know, it's not good for children, and wow. it's like, well, you put you're putting it in baby products, and I mean, so, you yeah. if
0: it's not good for children, it's probably not good for our face either. Like, no, yeah.
2: so yeah, it's it's very I don't know. I I feel like our standards need mm. to be lifted. Yeah. That's crazy that it's so
0: unregulated. Because you, I mean, I feel like people can be so trusting mm-hmm. if, if it's on a chemist shelf or even you know, on Mecca or you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. you kind of think, well, this is safe for me to buy and put on my face. Like, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, that's pretty, no. <laughs> that's, that's pretty crazy. crazy. Um, is popping pimples really that bad?
2: Oh, look. Like I still – I'm 30 and I still get pimples and like those big
1: Me pustular
2: too. white <laughs> pimples. Pustula. That's a good
0: word. <laughs> but like the ones that you really want to pop. Oh, that you
2: really want to pop. <laughs> yes. um, so – Look, it's not great. It's really not great because you risk scarring, hyperpigmentation, um, and also spreading that bacteria to other mm. areas of your face. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, do you just like,
0: ride it out, like wait for it to go you away. You really should, <laughs>
2: like, the fact that you do have um you know a pussy head Mm. sitting there Mm. it is a good sign that your skin is doing what it needs to do like it's um you know it's sending in those white blood cells to fight that infection Mm. um so, yeah, you really should try and wait it out. Oh, <laughs> I know, and, I, and I'm guilty slightly. of doing it myself. Mm. I am.
0: You can probably um, do it properly. Like, you, know, you probably have a bit of procedure, to <laughs> you, do. You? I don't know. Do you have tools? There are tools. Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: But, yeah, when they're those pussy ones you you mm. want to try and avoid, yeah, yeah and okay. just ride it out and let your skin do what it needs to do, uh-huh. yeah.
0: Um, one that this is actually from me because I think we've had this conversation before, and I hate the pores on my nose. Like yeah. I feel like I have massive pores on my nose. I feel like they get clogged despite all yeah. my cleansing, <laughs> all my products. <laughs> um, can you know products will claim to like shrink your pores? Mm. You can't. You can't shrink your pores, can you? You can't no, actually do anything about that. You
2: can't. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't. Mm. Um, but what you can do is help to improve their appearance Mm. and it's it's pretty easy it's just staying hydrated really so Mm. when you're hydrated your skin is nice and plump Mm. um so you know it's sitting plumply around that pore (laughs) Mm. (laughs) um and that's going to you know keep it looking the smallest as possible um but also exfoliating so keeping your pores clean um, once there's a build-up in your pores they're automatically going to become more noticeable so it's just staying hydrated and um, exfoliating
1: there you go so simple
2: yeah keep it simple (laughs)
1: Um, and then thinking around like change of season because I always notice like coming into winter I get so dry Mm -hmm. and then even sort of around this time of the year I can Mm -hmm. kind of struggle with that again like tightness and stuff so should you be changing your I mean you said change every six months but you should you be trying to change it with the seasons to a degree yeah
2: yes definitely because when once like it's winter we're using our heating and everything and that takes a big toll on our skin and mm. we can feel as you said dry and tight mm. um so if you are noticing that like it's a it's a perfect time to to change things up, mm, and yeah. maybe
0: chucking in a little facial, like looking yeah, in on the change of skin season <laughs> I don't need much of an excuse, so I like to have one in at the change of season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Every quarter, every quarter as a minimum. I mean, i I do them weekly if I could. I mean, I'm sometimes I have. <laughs> <laughs> I know sometimes like there's little
2: chunks where you're like in every like your name's like Rachel, and then the next week I say oh Rachel's in again. <laughs>
0: A guilty pleasure but Don't tell be, Andrew no.
2: <laughs> Cause it's right I actually
0: live right Around the corner Which you is the do. best I just wander around And I
2: see you Walking past the <laughs> salon All the time
0: <laughs> I always want to Pop in and book Every time I walk past <laughs> What about Fake tanning your face Cause I mm. currently Have fake tan on my face Love it um, I've heard it's not The greatest thing
2: <laughs> Yeah It's not the greatest Like look I think if you're Going to do it Using the ones That are For your face oh, like So you're, face like, you like know, You know like the face tan water mm. or um yeah there's a lot of the tanning products that are now just for your face mm. um and then keeping obviously like your your body tan to your body yeah. um but I yeah just- if if you can avoid you know doing it like all the time then it, yeah I would say avoid it just because yeah you get, just get that build up sort of sitting on the skin yeah yeah
0: yeah, okay, I'll take note of that.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I uh, look, I do it too because I'm so
1: pale Same. and pasty. Yeah, sometimes it like washes off after a couple of days anyway. It does. It doesn't last. Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't want to wear makeup necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I like it you like know. not
0: having to kind of wear makeup. I feel you feel a bit more like you alive do. and like you've been in the sun and like yeah. you know, not that we want to be burnt really in the sun, <laughs> which is why I fake tan my face. But. Yeah. <laughs> but that is good. I, it's the good thing to do. <laughs> I'm all for fake tan. <laughs> yep. But, yeah,
2: on your face like, yeah, not all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. yeah. Mm.
1: Not every time. Every day. Every day. <laughs> yes. I'm too lazy to tan too regularly. Yeah. <laughs> the last question that we had sent through was, is it possible to fix thinning brows? You Know, mm. we're all, I think, traumatized mm. by oh, the 2000s overplucked eyebrow that no one, even though I, apparently I'm hearing it's making a comeback oh. just like low rise jeans, and they do both need like <laughs> to stay in the 90s. <laughs> oh, do not do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I used to go get the six dollar, like, my Aloka Price line did waxing, and it was six dollars for an eyebrow wax, and they <laughs> would wax them away. Like, I had Bushman's eyebrows, like, beautiful thick eyebrows, which recently would have come in handy, but <laughs> <I> totally <laughs> destroyed them because of these waxes, and then overplucking. And like, I've yeah. tried so hard to rehabilitate but i feel like the damage was it's done. just
2: damage done to the hair follicle uh-huh. unfortunately mm. um there are a lot of serums on the market i personally myself haven't tried um them but you know a lot of the lash serums that encourage the lash growth can be used on brows as well mm-hmm. so i do see mm-hmm. some salons um you know saying that you can use it on your eyebrows to encourage your brows to grow. Mm. Um but I feel like if the damage is done like Yeah, Get it, them tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> Tattooing is like is your way to go. I like um, that terrifies
1: me though. I did it. It's probably fairly it really now, but I Yeah, I'd freak it. out yeah. too.
2: But there are some really amazing um people that do it mm-hmm. um so you so worried that i hate it and
1: then and and I and stuck you're stuck with you're it stuck with it and yeah. it's on your face mm. you have to look at it every day i'm the face. same i'm the same yeah. i actually
0: used i just remembered Used one of those serums um and it was like i think it was for lashes but um the person i was seeing at the time was i lived elsewhere and it was um this therapist and she's like i'll oh, try a few brows and i must have just been a bit slap happy with it because <laughs> i started to grow hairs like <gasps> under my oh eye my oh <laughs> well, yes yeah. Oh, it was
1: working, like yeah. actually stimulating yes. hair growth, but, like but my not my where Barbara's
0: you want it. <laughs> and my therapist, she's like, well, just wax that off," and it's not come back. Thank goodness. Oh, I was good. like, "What have I done?" <laughs> just getting like fairy cheeks, yeah, but just like little growth, like hairs. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I feel like maybe it does work. <laughs> I think that one actually might have been discontinued, so maybe that was just not. Yeah,
2: there I have seen like some of my clients do use um, some of the lash growth serums, and it's almost like if they take it too sort of um, close like to the inner part of their eye, it's like that it starts growing hair from like, you know, Ooh, that oh, it, yeah, like the, the, yeah.
0: side of your nose almost. I don't know how
2: like this that is coming out. Yeah, right in where you sort of – your lashes shouldn't be growing. It's yeah. like lashes start growing right in at, at your tear duct yeah. sort of thing yeah. um, and that looks a bit odd.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. and If so I'm doing
2: lash extensions,
1: I'm like – I don't, I'm not going to lash those ones. Like they're yeah. not meant to be there. So oh. I think they work. Yeah. But, but also if you're getting lash extensions, why do you need lash Well, yeah. Serum? It seems. Mm,
2: I think it's just to encourage rage. that, you know, that growth of your yeah. lashes. Um yeah. Make them thicker. Yeah. I guess. Fuller, yeah. thicker. That's what everyone wants.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had them a couple of times, but it's the maintenance for me. I just. They're very high maintenance. Is, is yeah. You say every
0: two, or three weeks. You have yeah. To go there? Yeah. Every two, or three weeks. I've got but some even clients. But
1: like brushing them and mine all got a bit crinkled and just mm. trying to keep them nice. Yeah. Even in between time was a bit. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Mm. That's a lot every two to three weeks. I don't know if I'm, I'd rather get a facial, like honestly, mm. or a massage. Yeah. <laughs>
1: they look. Every time I see someone with them, I'm like, Damn, I would love them. but And there are some pretty shocking ones <laughs> as well.
0: Oh, my goodness. There's <laughs> some awful ones. I love yours. Yours are so natural. Yeah, I'm like all about
2: good... the natural mm. look. Yeah, it's enhancing um, what you
1: already
0: light have.
2: Light and fluffy and enhancing. Yeah, you want to like really open up someone's eyes, mm. not weigh them down and make them look yeah. sore and heavy. Mm. And I see a lot of that. You know, like when I'm, you know, down at the shops, I'm like, you're you you, they're making your eyes look droopy and sore and it's it's not right. And our lashes aren't designed to hold um, you know, a lot of the the lengths and the weight Mm -hmm. that people are applying. Um, they're just not meant to. Like they're not designed for that. So it's really important if you are doing lashes that you're you're customizing them to that person and what they have mm. um, because you
0: can like, do
1: damage yeah
0: and I have like I would say lash challenge like they're not thick and they're not that long mm. so I feel like if I whacked on a big set some of the ones you see people in and yeah. I, I also would want them I want to be able to not wear makeup and not look ridiculous yeah <laughs> <Like> that's Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because
2: sometimes you, if you get that sort of like fuller, longer set, it it you feel like you then need to match it with the makeup. Yep. Yeah. Um
1: you look like you've got a strip lash on almost. Yeah, so, yeah. but know. we're all
2: for the natural, mm. the natural lashes, and we've got such a variety in client ages as well. Mm. Like I have clients that are sort of late seventies mm, getting wow. lash extensions. Um, yeah, and that's nice. just because. They're natural looking.
1: Yeah. And that would be so nice just to be able to – like you've kind of got mascara on every day but you don't actually have to do it.
2: (laughs) Mm. Yep, yep. So it's not just for the young ones. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) definitely.
1: But I suppose if people do wanted to get them for like a special occasion, is it important then that in like a week or two they go and get them – Remove, yeah, yeah. So letting either them sort letting fall them out. fall
2: out, if you're not someone that's going to want like have that temptation of picking them because mm-hmm. you don't want to yeah. pick, um, otherwise it's best to. Book back into the salon and have them properly removed mm. in a safe way
0: so you that can a, actually let them fall out yeah you can let them fall out because
2: you do look a bit patchy um it gets to a point where yeah you've just got a few hanging on mm-hmm. um but you've got to wait it out you don't when you start picking like it's it's mm. no good
0: so like i'm going on holidays in a couple of weeks um if I was to say book in to get like a really like natural set, just so that if I'm like swimming and about and about, I just feel a bit more alive and you know, like a bunch of mascara, mm. would they kind of last for the holiday and then I'd book back in and get them removed? Or like, what's the kind of time frame that you, they yeah, look so good
2: for? um, like they, they do look good for quite a while, I think because we we do match the extensions up to sort of a similar length to what the person naturally has. Mm. So it's not like you've got, you know, really long lash extensions and then you've got really your natural ones. They Mm. all blend quite nicely. Um, So, like, I feel like you can sort of get maybe up to like four weeks where they're looking okay-ish, but then after that, yeah, yeah they're going to get a bit scraggly (laughs) um or come in to then get them removed or refilled whatever if you're getting them refilled i would recommend sooner than four weeks but yeah okay yeah
0: how long does it take to install how do you (laughs) 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 install it's it's
2: quite um your first sets or full set um i do they're called 2d classics um I allow an hour and 45. Yeah. Time? It's sort of like a lot of salons don't offer 2D classics. It's sort of um, 2D classics are two extensions to one natural lash. Mm. So it's something a little bit different. Not a lot of salons do it, but I prefer um, the look over like that to a, a standard classic lash set which is one extension to one natural lash Mm. Um, I just find they come out a lot softer fluffier and they last better and they blend Mm. better so that's what I offer so that's an hour and 45 and if you were getting um, volumes I allow up to two and a half hours not everyone takes me that long but I prefer to allow the time to make sure that I'm not we're not rushing because Mm. you can't rush the application of lash extensions Mm. it's a lot of isolating it's very fiddly it's time consuming you need you need the time yeah
1: and you actually have way more eyelashes than you probably realize like how many in that 2d classic like how many extensions are you putting on an average gosh like Like I couldn't even tell
2: you because everyone's different like some Mm. people don't have many natural lashes and then Mm. some people have heaps but Mm hundreds really (laughs) it's crazy It's, it's it's a lot yeah um but yeah but I love it. I love the end result. Mm. So it can be a tedious task, but that end outcome, like when the mm. client opens their eyes and I love it, and then you show them with the mirror and they love it, oh. and it's just happy. Yeah, I I think you have to and report back
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Look, thank you so, so much for coming and chatting to us. It's been so informative and so interesting. You're amazing. Oh, I'm like, just so appreciative. Thank you for having it. me. I was so
2: <laughs> nervous to speak. Um, no, what You've a podcast that you job. guys so have made me feel so comfortable so thank you so much it's no. been fun no thank <laughs> you for coming
0: on and we will link um naomi's beautiful salon in our socials and our show notes um, and if you haven't yet jump over and um, have a look at the brunch on our social media and if you feel so inclined you can also jump onto your platform um, of choice and leave us a review or a rating we really really appreciate it but thanks so much for coming along Yes, it's been yeah. Thank you again so much for sharing everything with
1: us. You're just like a wealth of knowledge. I'm sure lots of people will be <laughs> listening to this, being like, "Oh gosh, yes, I know I shouldn't. Maybe I won't pop. I, maybe I won't uh, pop my." <laughs> <laughs> I
0: feel like I will
1: try and yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know about let that one go completely. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much again, and thank you to everyone for listening. And we will catch you in the next one. Bye. The Brunch Files would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which we live, meet, work and play, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging, and of course, any First Nations peoples who may be listening today.
0: This podcast is all about the adventures, stories and laughs of being a woman in her 30s. While we strive to entertain and share relatable experiences, please remember that our content is purely for fun and shouldn't be taken too seriously, and it's definitely not professional advice. Life is a wild ride and everyone's journey is unique. We believe that laughter is the best policy and we're just here to spread some joy.